Hi, I'm Sherry Youngward. Welcome to the Quiet Place podcast. This is a place for you to come up for air anytime, day or night, and find a quiet moment of replenishment and rest. I am so glad you are here. If you would like to hear about upcoming gatherings, new music, and online women's events, which I offer once a month, please join my email list. Also, if you'd like to help support this podcast through a one-time gift or through the gift exchange, which is a monthly support option where I in turn send you a monthly gift, thank you so much. Every little bit helps. It really, really does. You can do all these things at sherryyoungward.com. Thanks again. This episode is dedicated to Sue A. I am going to jump into the story of Sarah and Abram and their servant Hagar. Actually, at this point, Sarah's name was Sarai. It's a mess of a story, as Sarai and Abram impatiently took God's promise into their own hands. Though they were promised a child, they chose to speed up the process by having a child through their servant slave girl, Hagar. Genesis chapter 16. When she, Hagar, knew she was pregnant, she began to despise her mistress. Then Sarai said to Abram, You are responsible for the wrong I am suffering. I put my slave in your arms. And now that she knows she is pregnant, she despises me. May the Lord judge between you and me. Your slave is in your hands, Abram said. Do with her whatever you think best. Then Sarai mistreated Hagar, so she fled from her. The angel of the Lord found Hagar near a spring in the desert. It was the spring that is beside the road to Shur. And he said, Hagar, slave of Sarai, where have you come from? And where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress Sarai, she answered. Then the angel of the Lord told her, go back to your mistress and submit to her. The angel added, I will increase your descendants so much that they will be too numerous to count. Verse 13, she, Hagar, gave this name to the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. That is why the well was called Bir Lahai Roy. It is still there between Kadesh and Bered. Bir Lahai Roy means, Well of the Living One Who Sees Me. Here are some notes from the Enduring Word Bible Commentary. This is the first appearance of the angel of the Lord in the Bible. He didn't first appear to Noah or Enoch or Abram. The angel of the Lord first appeared to a single mother-to-be and was mistreated by the woman who put her into the whole mess. 
all this makes us amazed at God's love for the unlikely. And we should never forget that he often delights in doing this. After meeting with Elroy, you are the God who sees. Hagar knew that if God could be with her in the wilderness, he would be with her in having to submit to Sarai also. It's as if Hagar said to God, You have looked upon me, and now I can look upon you. That face-to-face -face relationship with God transforms. Barnhouse wrote, Hagar thought her circumstances needed transformation. In fact, she needed transformation. If we seek to change our circumstances, we will jump from the frying pan into the fire. We must be triumphant exactly where we are. It is not a change of climate we need, but a change of heart. The flesh wants to run away, but God wants to demonstrate his power exactly where we have known our greatest chagrin, which means disappointment, humiliation. God wants to demonstrate his power exactly where we have known our greatest disappointment and humiliation. The commentary continues. Christians today have an even more clear and wonderful promise of this than Hagar ever had. We have the promise of Jesus. Behold, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. Matthew 28, verse 20. If you have to submit in difficult circumstances, God sees. If you ache under the pain of ministry, God sees. If you just feel like running, God sees. God has met you, sent Jesus near, and gives you new hope. I love this name of God. You are the God who sees. Just this morning in my quiet time, I was reminded of my own experience with the God who sees me. I read through the one-year Bible, and so I come around to verses every year. This morning I came to Psalm 146. Here's verse 9. The Lord watches over the strangers. He relieves the fatherless and widow. The words, he relieves the fatherless and widow, was highlighted, and I know exactly why. This verse met me over a decade ago, and once again, it brought me to tears this morning. I remembered God's tenderness. He saw me then, and he sees me now. Years ago, in less than a two-year span, I had lost my dad and then my mom. When my heart was still pretty raw from it all, I read Psalm 146, verse 9. He relieves the fatherless. I had immediately thought of my sister and began to text her the verse. My sister had something extra special with my dad. And then I read it again. He relieves the fatherless and widow. You see, my mom without my dad was the most difficult time I had gone through. 
as I had wanted to remind my sister that God saw her with, He relieves the fatherless. The Lord then surprised me and met my own heartache. He reminded me, He relieves the widow. He confirmed to me, My mom was with him. He relieved my mom, the widow. The tears gushed then, and they streamed pretty well today, too. Not tears of sadness, but overwhelming gratitude and a fresh realization that he saw me then and he sees me now. He is the God who sees us. This isn't wishful thinking. This is his name. Genesis 16, verse 8. Then he, the angel of the Lord, said, Hagar, slave of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? What compelling questions. Where have you come from and where are you going? Ask yourself these questions. Where have you come from? What mess did God find you in? I can testify God has met me in a multitude of messes. He knows where you came from, whether it was last week or any number of years ago. And He knows where you are going. God sees the transformation He will bring. Hagar was transformed when she learned she was seen by God. She then had the courage to follow His lead right back into the mess. Sometimes he says, flee that mess. Sometimes he says, return, but return transformed in his strength. There are so many examples of people Jesus made literal eye contact with. And then the transformation began as they followed him. Look at your own life. Does knowing God as the God who sees help you with where you are going? Whatever season you are in, you won't face it alone. As He looks upon you, you can look upon Him. It's that face-to-face -face relationship with God that transforms us. I will read excerpts from The Woman at the Well in John chapter 4. The short man in a tree in Luke chapter 19, and Peter in his early days of knowing Jesus in Luke chapter 5. So, take a nice deep breath and consider the transformation brought by a face-to-face -face relationship with God. The woman at the well, Jesus saw where she had been and where she was going. John chapter 4, verses 39 through 41. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So, when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, 
and he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. Zacchaeus, the tax collector. Jesus saw where he had been and where he was going. Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He is gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house because this man, too, is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Peter, Jesus saw where he had been and where he was going. Luke chapter 5, verses 8 through 11. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him.